1: Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss.
2: Okay, the last 10 times you've had sex, what fraction of that did you top and what fraction did you bottom? Oh, Welcome back to That's a Gay Ass Podcast. The podcast that asks, whose fault is it that you're gay? It's me, Eric Williams. And this week, we've got the very handsome Caleb Gossett, an HIV educator, researcher, advocate, and someone I've been following for literal years. So it's incredibly exciting that he's here on the podcast. And God, it's a good episode. Also, it's just been an overwhelming week. Like, how are you doing, babe? It's an overwhelm of pop culture. Can you believe the Jen Shaw pleading guilty of it all? can you believe the Lea Michelle Beanie Feldstein? I feel like we're all gonna remember history as before Beanie Feldstein was ousted by a wig shitter and after. Uh, stay tuned on that. And of course, we do talk about the Lea Michelle of it all in this week's episode. Um, I could not help myself. I also have been overwhelmed by um, a recent experience that just was uh, changing my perspective of this planet not the galaxy picture which was stunning um did you see the galaxy tweet that i posted on the the podcast instagram (laughs) like the gaping wide instead of bussy you you saw um what i mean is i went to this gay themed party this weekend, that I thought was just like, I don't know, people drinking outside, a lot of gay people. It's called Hot Dog in LA. A couple of friends told me about it. I ended up going. And if you've been listening, you're like, oh, I know that spot. But if you don't know about it, it's just like what I thought was an outside party at like a really cool, cute venue in Silver Lake. Turns out you walk in and there are cups that are color coded and you choose the cup depending on your sexual role. I'm looking around. I'm like, did we happened upon a fuck fest i i was like am i participating in an orgy that i did not know was that thing turn i I grabbed my cup which i I want you to guess what cup i grabbed um the options were like power verse top flirty bottom i forget what like it, it was all it was like nothing crazy but i think you know what cup i chose Answering the poll, what cup it was. Can you imagine? I do that Facebook, answering a poll? Facebook. Can you imagine? Um, I will also tell you that this week's podcast, the episode is just so fun because of Caleb Gossip's perspective. And because he works in like sexual education, I really did go there for some like you you heard the teaser clip asking about his topping and bottoming, speaking of caps. Also, his character actress answer is just so good. So we're gonna get into this week's episode. No one has said the character actress that he has said. We also have a new segment called Me Myself, and STI, no, I'm not doing the SSRIs this week. We're going straight to some controversial questions And in the final five minutes of the app I of course ask about His number one fantasy It's just so much to look forward to Thank you so much for being here uh, For That's a Gay Ass Podcast And you know what to do If you like this podcast Tell one friend It's one of the only ways That we can grow And I really mean that Uh, Text it to someone right now That's like the dream That is my dream Uh, So make that come true Enjoy Caleb Gossett I love you so much And let's do it Thank you for doing this. I've followed you for years, and this is a, a true honor. For years, Ugh. I think so. I was trying to map out historically speaking when it was, and I I feel like it's just I was born following you. And oh I think my that's... gosh,
3: that's so sweet of you. But I will say, when I got your email that you won me on, like I kind I gay screamed um, <laughs> because I swear to God, maybe a month or two at this point, I saw your videos of you recording your podcast on TikTok. And then I listened to you with Bowens, and I was like, oh, I want to be on this podcast. Oh, my God. But I was like, I'm not going to reach out. Like, that's weird. But like, and then I got your email, and I
2: I swear. Caleb, you manifested. I did, and
3: I'm so excited to
2: be here. That's such a, a an honor for you to say that are you like a granola girl who likes to manifest? is that like yeah
3: I mean i'm I'm definitely into like putting out good vibes like I'm naturally optimistic I mean even in this day and age with everything going on I don't know it's a gift but um yeah, I'm very much like if you if you speak into existence it will come true if you keep doing it so. Cool here we
2: are bless Kayla. bless well listen speaking of tiktok videos i'm such a fan of all of your shit i'm gonna be asking a lot of a, a lot of controversial questions But okay. before we get into the the personal controversy we have to go okay. public which is do you have any stake in the funny girl drama that's happened this week i do
3: not interesting that's actually refreshing yeah. why why not i just, Who hurt you i don't i just don't like i've never been like Super into Broadway and shows like and I say that like I love going to see them don't get me wrong like I love me a good musical a good show a good performance but I just like, even with movies and TV I rarely know their the actors names. I don't unless like it's something like I'm I'm a Marvel gay. I know some people are gonna be like, Ew. Oh. but yeah, like
2: no, no, no. You'd be surprised how many superhero gays I've spoken with because I'm because we're on different sides of the gay coin. Yeah. I am more of the theater queen, and like, uh, uh, will I watch Chris Evans take off a Lycra suit? Of course, I mean, are I you will. gay? Like, like just ugh, like you wrong. will uh, watch a YouTube clip of a Dreamgirls performance from the '80s. Listen. Absolutely, we are we all have gay blood, but it doesn't mean that we're all sucking from the same teat of culture, and I think that's okay. <laughs> yes, I love that. Does that mean that you uh, don't have an opinion about Lea Michelle doing the show? I don't.
3: I mean, I've heard, I mean, I'm very well aware I'm tapped into like the gay Twitter drama. So I've heard oh, yeah. all about it. And I know the drama surrounding her, but it's like, I just, yeah, I don't have a stake in it. I don't I have...
2: actually, I think that's the most mentally healthy place you can be because I, I so, literally too. had to go to the park today to get off of Twitter. <laughs> I was just like, I need to get away from yeah. this device because I was just reading take after take after take. And at some point it's like, I'm, I don't care. Like anymore.
3: the last time the gay Twitter timeline was going this crazy about one thing was when Beyonce dropped the her song and so and like in in before that like it's i don't even remember the last time when collectively everyone was like having a freak out so
2: well what's really fucked up about it too is that i like you know like when discourse starts when it's like okay sure beanie feldstein was treated shittily because she got bad reviews that's bad. Sure. Leia Michelle is a monster and got hired to do a big Broadway star despite her being a monster. That's bad. There's a lot of nuance to the whole thing. What I've started, but I'm so deep into it. Now all of a sudden people are like, only a Jew should be playing this part, which like as a Jew, I respect that. But then Leia Michelle. Is her dad is Jewish, but now people are like, but she was raised Catholic. And now all of a sudden we're going to her childhood. Exactly. So I'm like, this has gotten too dark because now we're like like trying to like um what's the word? Put a magnifying glass to her identity and her and it's just like, well, wait a minute. She did threaten to shit in a wig, and isn't that enough? Like we don't why why bring in her parents' religion to this? I mean, I feel like that's the natural cycle, but I am surprised that
3: it's gone there that fast
2: you know yeah and maybe yeah, it's just I because agree.
3: it's her and i think she has so much controversy wrapped around her anyway yeah. so yeah but yeah
2: well and that's the thing is everything changes so fast so let's okay we're talking about this the week that the announcement came out fine she leah michelle doesn't start until september <laughs> who knows a if the show is gonna last till right. then b how people are gonna perceive her performance because listen i will say on the record she's gonna be really good <laughs> I mean, I mean like, uh, is she a monster? Yeah, but is she going to sound incredible? Yeah. I mean there's a reason they chose her. There is a reason. It, it is all it is all fucked, but like unfortunately the mark I'm sure they're going to sell a lot of tickets. Oh, I'm sure. Because uh, I mean the the people outside
3: of gay Twitter or even just like yeah. typical gay drama right now, like, they have no clue. Like, they know her from Glee, and they're, like, probably really excited, you know? So... That's true. I mean, I, it's constantly said, like, Twitter isn't the real world. I mean, I think it should definitely be addressed and considered, but it's not.
2: Well, that's what's sad for probably a lot of the people on Twitter to hear, which is that they are not the main character. Yeah, yeah. As much as they think... As much as any of us want to be at some right.
3: point. Right. I mean, I I'm definitely guilty of feeling that way sometimes when I'm tweeting of something course. controversial or, like, political. But, yeah, just... That's the reality.
2: Well, I have to say that you are our first HIV educator, researcher, advocate on this podcast. And that is I'm a honorable. title. It is it is an honor. I, I want to ask you... What the fuck is going on with the monkeypox vaccine? Caleb, where can I get it? I
3: know. I'm honestly, I'm almost as clueless as you are. Uh, however, one of my uh, mutuals on Twitter, um, he, oh, where's he at now? He was in Georgia. I think he's in DC now. Um, but, anyways, he works in the HIV field and he put together a comprehensive list of all the major cities and where you could. Uh, yeah. Where you could. Uh, his name is Grant Roth. Um, I cannot think of his Twitter handle though. So sorry. Um no, that's but- okay i'm
2: going to that's a great reminder because i'm going to maybe post that on the Gayos podcast instagram because i think like yeah. for any of our gay girlies listening like i think we all need that fucking vaccine i agree
3: and i think what i've loved is um so howard brown health is the main like lgbtq plus health system here in chicago mm-hmm. but the one of the most popular bathhouses here in boys town uh, steamworks actually came together to put on the first like monkey pox vaccine here since this outbreak and oh i was like that's God. perfect but like, you're getting it to the people who need it most um and so i definitely want to get it as soon as possible but it's just again we're not prepared for another outbreak of
2: a, a virus i know so, it's really dark it's no surprise but stuff. it's sad it is and i just like i was actually at this gay gathering party thing this weekend and i was just like usually i have at least 10 guys touching my hole but i'm like tonight i can't i'm kidding I actually not. <laughs> but like i i was just like, like I, I have was, to like, keep it at three keep it at <laughs> three fingers three can you imagine three different men with their pointer <laughs> fingers in me um oh something to look forward to but actually you know what i do want to do a new segment before i get to the main podcast question caleb which is A segment I'm titling, Me, Myself, and STI. I'm going to ask you controversial questions that I found through through research. You can choose to spill the tea or say, no girly. Okay. Question number one. You have famously posted a video on your TikTok where you are putting your hand in a Pringles can. You take the Pringles, uh, the tube away. Your hand emerges, and sort of like a, a symbol or a uh, actual form of a fisting hand. Caleb, the question is: Have you ever fisted someone? Been fisted, or have an interest in doing both? Um, I'm <laughs> like Andy Cohen now. You can choose. Wow. You can choose to um yeah, no, plead you know a fifth, I'm or you book. can go in.
3: I'm an open book, I want to be real. So I have uh but it's not juicy. I have neither fisted nor been fisted and um, that's not something that I'm into. However, if there was a partner that would want to be fisted, I mean, I could be the top in that. And you you
2: know the hand? You know how the hand... Right, yeah. Walks. I mean, we're all we're all well aware of how to do it if you've eaten Pringles before. Let's be honest. Okay, Pringles needs to team up with... I guess <laughs> Steamworks again. Steamworks is going to be a lot of collabs this year. <laughs> uh, the collab of the century. <laughs> Pringles and... I mean, listen, I, I will be honest, too. I have never... Never fisted, never been fisted. And I just think, I think that I feel proud of the people who are able to enjoy that, because it seems like a feat, a a physical, emotional, otherworldly feat.
3: I mean, it's a commitment. I mean, not just anyone off the street can go be fisted, you know, like... It's sort true. Of a, it's just like, yourself.
2: you know, people watch a movie and they think anybody can act. It's just like watching a fisting video. You can't, you can't... Leave it to not, the professionals. Do you think that, speaking of professionals, like when you're watching porn and then like, you think like, okay, they can take take it up with their tushy so easily. Do you think that when you first did that, um, was it much more difficult than you thought it would be?
3: Oh, absolutely. Because at that time, the first time that um, I had sex i wasn't even in hiv yet mm-hmm. so i wasn't very like well aware of sexual health practices and to prepare yourself for bottoming and um yeah and he like we were in the shower and he tried to like just shove it in which oh, like no oh no yeah i was like i uh, no, but yeah so any young
2: queer people may listening please use lubrication if you're having anal sex and plenty of it. plenty did that shower sesh end up being successful oh no
3: well we moved it to we i mean in the shower no but i still we still flipped in the um the living room once we oh. found some lotion unfortunately but you know 19 years old i know i know
2: i'm not judging i'm I'm just i feel i feel scared for the 19 year old yeah i mean it was easter though so like it was for jesus it was for, was it was it Jergens for jesus was it jurgens lotion
3: <laughs> no i don't even know i think it was like hand lotion or something like oh, wow god, not not like a
2: eucerin.
3: if i could go back and tell my younger self one thing i'd be like just like buy some lube like even if it's ky like the awful stuff just please just oh this my god bed.
2: ky okay i had a very devastating memory just pop up my dad owns a pharmacy and i 100% would like lift i would steal ky jelly from the pharmacy oh yeah like an endless supply yeah but like in hindsight that's not that's like tier five loop. i know
3: but it's just like your standards are different you know it's you're true. more desperate
2: and just like us at 19
3: right and now if we were to like actively seek out ky when there are much better options yes. that's a problem
2: what's your loc lube of choice these days
3: um oh my god what is it called i think is it navy what is that called
2: i can't think of the brand is it like the gun the gun oil one
3: no not gun oil i've heard that's like really messy even like the water-based kind so i can't think of the brand right now but it's a very it's a clear bottle with just the logo on it so i don't know but i do prefer it's funny because not until recently i preferred a water-based lube but now Mm -hmm. i'm getting more into silicone so it's been a, a good journey for me
2: same it's just it's it's, you got to be careful the older you get with like the nicer your sheets get right it's the gay quandary do you want yeah. not like have a perfectly lubed, hole or gorgeously clean expensive sheets. Right. You can't have both, babe. You cannot have both. Okay, I do have another me myself and STI question for oh, you. Oh, yes, absolutely. Rob Anderson famously did a gay science video where he mm. asked why every gay <gasps> man owns a specific shirt. Then mm-hmm. in this video, it cuts to a picture of you, Caleb Gossett, oh, wearing the gay shirt. What is your reaction to this? Are you mad?
3: No, I thought it was so funny. Cause there was like, well, I don't even know what was that 2019. So I think between 2018 up until like when everything shut down, I feel like every, at least like white twink was buying (laughs) these like button up shirts. Like he was saying it from Zara. And like, I mean, even when I wore that shirt, I saw people out at the bars and that was like, it felt almost embarrassing, but I was like, I like this shirt. So I don't care, but I will report that I have thrown it away (laughs) because I mean, I think it's,
2: it's tainted now. I can't listen. No it's so hard when like there are, we're already a minority of people, and like we already have specific tastes. And so it's like going to happen where you're going right, to a gathering, right, and, right. like four people have the same shirt from Zara. Yeah, I, I actually have a friend who is a straight girly who uh I famously worked at a restaurant in the West Village in New York called Cafe Clooney, and they all wear these Saint James blue and white striped long sleeve shirts. And she didn't, and she loves a good stripe. And she went to this restaurant, and didn't realize she was also wearing a long sleeve blue and white striped (laughs) shirt and i think someone did ask her for a drink oh my Uh, god that is devastating also like when you're in the i was was on time in a grocery store and did ask a man where the carrots are and he was like i don't work here i'm just wearing a vest (laughs) well sorry
3: don't wear that vest here it's like wearing the brown vest off
2: yeah exactly (laughs) i actually had an audition for a state farm commercial recently and i got there and i realized i was wearing a red shirt and it wasn't for the agent I mean, is that good or bad then? I didn't get a call back, Caleb. So. Oh,
3: well, well fuck them. I don't know. Uh, thank
2: you. <laughs> actually, don't no actually cast me in the next one. Um I didn't write this down, but I have a follow-up. Rob Anderson is super hairy. Do you like hairy guys? Um, I don't discriminate. I like uh hairy. I'm reading skin. in. I'm reading into your face because I can yeah, see. Yeah, no, it. I'm serious. I i No so you don't discriminate, would... but I'm trying to see where you land. Okay, if you discriminate-I don't I, disc-
3: don't, I so I will follow up by saying I'm um, like hundred percent verse. So I'm like in the middle, I don't have a preference and I Mm kind of see that with guys too. Um, And I definitely find myself like almost categorizing, like, is that someone I would want to also be verse with or do I want to only bottom for them? Do I want to top them? And then that sort of dictates what kind of guy I would want as well. I think I usually lean towards, I want my tops like beefy and hairy, like manly men um, however, I mean, I'm a femme top. So, like, I mean, I love me a good femme smooth top, too. Hell yeah. I love equal opportunity.
2: Yeah. Uh, well, since we're there, you have another controversial video that is you kind of like stating different characteristics about yourself. It says you're born in Indiana, <laughs> you're in Gemini. You at one point joined a fraternity. You called off an engagement. And you also yes. have a little reference to being a skinny guy with a, quote, big D. Caleb, are these all true? Um, Yes, they are. <laughs> I mean you are I mean, you are you are not single, correct? I am not. No. Man, I'm in a monogamous
3: relationship right
2: thousands now. Thousands of people's hearts just <laughs> really felt crushed from that. Um, wow. I mean, that's such a good tease, though. You're in a monogamous relationship. You have such interesting qualities, and you're also uh, gorgeously endowed. So I guess since I don't want to put you two on the spot with that one, can you? Ta- are you comfortable talking about the engagement?
3: Yeah, sure. Um, it's been a while now, but um, so prior to my current boyfriend, I was in a relationship for six years. Um, this was the guy that I came out with while I was in college. Um, we lived together in Indianapolis where I was at before Chicago. We moved here together. Mm -hmm. Um, and I think just, I'm, I'm the one who ended the engagement. Um, and there, I just got to a point where I felt like we were growing apart.
2: Yeah. I mean, I, honestly, real talk, I think it's incredibly brave and strong to make that decision because some part of you knows from the outside that in the big picture, if you're going to force something that has such grave consequences, it's much more difficult in the short term to end it because in the long term, you're going to benefit. I mean, anyone who's anyone who's been in a relationship knows that, like, to break up or be broken up with it's all devastating and it's yeah. so tough to make that decision so like i applaud you because especially when you're young it's tough to realize that that person that maybe is your first love is not the only the only option so like i yeah. I, I as a person who did plan a wedding and you know notice how crazy that was where were you in the process like of the engagement
3: So I think we hadn't started actually planning, we had had um, an engagement party and brought all of our friends together, like it was very real, but we Mm -hmm. were in the process of I was finishing my master's program. And then our our plan for as long as we could remember was to leave Indiana, that's where we had both grown up. And so we sort of were like planning for this long engagement so that once we identified where we were going to move to, we could... Uh, ideally have the wedding there. Um, But yeah, and I and I think in hindsight, I knew there was those issues. And I think I always just pushed them away or thought they were because I wanted to get out of Indiana so badly. Mm -hmm. So then once we did move away, and we're settled, and those feelings continued, I think I was forced to
2: face them. That is so true. Like about no matter where you are, your problems follow you? Yeah. In, in, a, in a sense, it, are, are you comfortable saying like, what category? Was it like a communication thing? Was it like values? Like, what, what was the topic?
3: No, definitely not values. And that's the thing. I think the only thing, what made it the hardest is because, I mean, I still adore him. I adore everything that he gave me. Um, I mean, I came out with him. He like yeah. helped me through that entire thing. And so like I think what makes me sad to this day is like we aren't in communications like we don't mm-hmm. talk anymore and like I think that sucks but I mean it's that's kind of just part of dating and being relationships you know I mean if that was what was best for him um but I would say just it I don't know I think I I just felt myself still being the same person I was in college it, like oh yeah. he, it sort of was attached to him mm-hmm. um not to say he didn't he didn't like stunt my growth or development into who I am now, but I, I definitely felt once I did break it off and had processed being on my own. Now I think I I saw a lot of blooming, especially in this last like two years.
2: Listen, a good, a a devastating breakup can lead to a very like strong woman period. Yeah, that.
3: seriously. It's all about what you do with it.
2: Well, speaking of, coming out i do need to ask the famous podcast question which is caleb gossett whose fault is it that you're gay who do we blame babe uh
3: well it's jennifer my mom's but (laughs) but i do so this is my answer but it's definitely i have to give a shout out to um shania twain's i feel like a woman music video Mm. the Four gentlemen in the back pretending to play guitars in mesh shirts and latex pants. <gasps> I was five or six. And i that's like my, one of my earliest memories where I was like, that's cute. I, something's there, you know. But who I would give credit for that to is the Spice Girls.
2: <gasps> Icons. I have so many songs and moments rushing through my head right now. Yeah. The the Spice Girls really did a service to so many gays. Um, I, I also did pull up the man, I feel like a woman video, and you're right. They are in shiny black pants, full mesh tops. Of course you, and I feel like you yourself have rocked a gorgeous mesh top. Oh, yeah. I love me a mesh top. I think that it's beautiful to see that journey. And so, okay. So you, maybe like a, maybe like a, a starter pill was the shania twain video and i think spice so girls came around you were like full bonesies yes yes cuz i mean um so i've said this
3: multiple times but i had a spice girls diary that i would i don't even know if i actually wrote in it but like i carried it everywhere um at my babysitter's place when i got there all the girls wanted to play spice girls and I decided I was going to be their manager. And I was oh, going to tell them which one of them was which. And they'd always fight over baby. But I was like, no, you're posh. You're sporty. And then they would like
2: follow me. And I was like, okay, girls, you're going to go perform. Let's go. You are <laughs> such a gay casting director <laughs> as, as a full child. Were you deep down during that moment wanting to be one of the girls?
3: Oh, absolutely. Which like, one? I, I
2: Baby, just like all the I other think girls.
3: Baby, but I think going back, it's like, I think I just loved posh. Like she just was so effortlessly put together all the time and she was like she was just at that time i saw her as like a giant barbie doll she just was
2: gorgeous um i mean they're all so gorgeous but it's i mean this word in truly with the most respect like the like the most positive you can associate this word posh was such a bitch in the best way just oh, like a fucking the bitch. best way yeah, the best bitch because she was just like stone cold stare she was just like very harsh haircut she would like be the only person i would allow bully me and i would enjoy it i agree and then i mean
3: spice world the movie just added to huge, it so huge. camp and then uh, going along those lines like posh is the only one that didn't change into like the actual outfit she wore her same <laughs> outfit but in camo yeah. that's iconic iconic it's just They were so glitz and glam and colorful and like, I mean, girl power. It just, it was amazing. It was just, ugh.
2: I actually have not thought about this in years, but when I was in, I think, like, 10th grade, 15, 16 years old, we did a group project that was like an advertising project for school. And I pitched that we should all do a music video for the business we were advertising as the Spice Girls. And the bit of the video was that I was Sporty Spice in drag. And I was identifying as a straight man at this point, but it was, like, (laughs) such a thrill to put on a wig and be in front of a lens. Can you imagine?
3: Yeah, you were thriving. Like, little...
2: Closeted you on the inside was like screaming, like, thank you so much. And again, I've brought this up so many times. When I came out, my twin brother was shocked. And I was like, We were in the same grade, and you saw me play Sporty Spice. I just don't understand that it's like, Yeah. People people don't know. People don't know.
3: Some people, yeah, they definitely don't know. A lot of people in my family like weren't shocked, but yeah, I definitely like in college people were. And I even like looking back at some stuff, I was like, How? Like it was obvious. Oh, yeah.
2: Did you? So you came out then, like being like, I have a boyfriend. Is that how you came out to your your people?
3: Yeah. So the story goes, I actually brought him. So I was in a fraternity as well. You know, deep closet. Yeah. What college um, did you go to? I went to IUPUI, which in summary is Indiana University, but they're Indianapolis campus.
2: Love that, my brother. Yeah. Went to, went to the Bloomington one. Go off.
3: Yeah, Bloomington's
2: beautiful. Um. And I brought him to our final, like,
3: giant party of the year with, like, 200 people. And, like, he was already out. And he was like, you don't have to do this if you don't want to. And I was like, no, I want to. And so as soon as he got there, I started introducing him as my boyfriend. And it just started, like, spreading, like, wildfire. And, like, sorority girls kept coming up, like, who is this, Caleb? Like, intentionally, you know, like, they they heard. But yes, they, wanted they wanted to, to hear you say it.
2: Yeah. Was
3: that, how was everyone's reaction? Um, Overwhelmingly positive. I think the one... It's not negative, I guess, but I guess one of the girls brought her friend to like connect with me and potentially like hook up. Yeah, so when it came out at the party that I have a boyfriend and I'm gay, she uh, cried and left because <laughs> she felt set up by her friend. Like I didn't, I didn't hear this until like a year after, and
2: I was like, "Are you serious? Can you imagine the like right. movie that's like?" sorority drama where the girl right. tries to set up her friend and it's like but she does it on purpose and she knows the guy's gay what yeah. a fucking bitch and i mean <laughs> that in the bad way but like <laughs> hilarious and also like you know what we have to give that girly some credit because all she was trying to do was get her friend laid she didn't know you were gay she
3: was i know i know yeah it, it definitely wasn't intentional because i mean i think obviously if she's trying to set me up with the girl at that point then she didn't know she had no clue
2: wow Caleb, you're such you are such, you're such a mask king. I know. Well, I did become the first gay president
3: of my fraternity, so.
2: Mazel tov to that. Hair flip. <laughs> Breaking barriers in India. <laughs> right.
0: How would you like to look five years younger? In a clinical study, people that had volume added with Juvederm Voluma XC in the cheeks perceived themselves as looking five years younger at six months after treatment. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss.
2: Did you... So were you with your boyfriend through most of college? Yeah, so um, were we you met, met... Were you both monogamous during this time?
3: Yeah, we met my sophomore year of undergrad. So that would be 2012, 2013.
2: So have you ever had a slut era?
3: Um. Yes, <laughs> I would say. So there was... Um, I would say like in the second year of that relationship, we did have like a three month break where Mm. like it did seem like it was falling apart. And then I think apart, we realized we wanted to be back together. But yeah, I think that was a little bit. And then after the breakup with him officially after six years, I really like explored and you have to. I was talking to talk like, you know, get on prep, anyone listening, get tested, your status. So, yeah, had a good time. And then I found a good guy on Hinge.
2: Oh, we love hinge. Yeah. As a as a HIV educator as an advocate, when you were going through your slut era, how did that inform your fucking around?
3: I mean, because I got into started my career in HIV and became this advocate while I was monogamous, like I had all the information readily available. You know, I knew how to get on PrEP, I knew how to pay for it if there was insurance issues because I had walked people through that myself. Um and so I I was just i was ready i had everything i needed and it really wasn't an issue
2: so here's a question i have told this story when i was a senior in high school about to go to college my parents gave me and my twin brother sex talks in separate rooms at separate times my twin <laughs> brothers was he's straight this was three minutes long We're a him. have some fun high five my parents come into my room and three hours later i was in tears because I found out that an older gay man would violate my tushy, and then I would get HIV. Oh, That's, like, my full, like, joke. However, so sorry. it was, like, thank you. And the thing is, they were well-intentioned, as of course. Oh, I know. know that. But, of course, it fucked my mind up. It and ever since up. then, I mean, I literally mentioned to you, like, going to a party where I was going to get monkeypox. Like, I have always been afraid. Afraid, yeah. afraid, afraid. And also deeply horny. So, like, what do you say to someone who is deeply afraid of all of the STIs, all of the risks, but also still want to uh, express themselves sexually.
3: Yeah, and I will say, yeah, I definitely believe like your parents were well-intended in that. I just, I think from the HIV AIDS crisis in the 80s and 90s, it it turned into fear-mongering, mm-hmm. you know, especially because sexual education and just talking about sex in general is so taboo. It just became the norm to be like, if you're gay, you're going to get HIV. Like it's, you know, it's like that was supposed to scare you into using condoms, which for a long time it did work. Like we did see cases go down and condom use increase, you know, for what it's worth. But I think like if someone is, is genuinely scared and like just wanting to be cautious, that's completely okay. There is room for you to be Cautious, extremely cautious and and take precautions and then be extremely slutty and do what you want you know like Mm -hmm. we have a variety of things in our prevention toolbox if you will and that doesn't just include prep it does include condoms um it it also includes having conversations like i think everyone before you engage with with a sexual partner, you should be having a conversation. of When's the last time you were tested? What's your HIV status? And I know sometimes with random hookups or whatever situation you're in, you can't always have that. But mm-hmm. I think that's when it calls for taking care of yourself and being on prep and getting tested as frequently as you can. Um, things like that. There, there are things to keep yourself safe.
2: Yeah, and I think what I wish I was told as a younger person was like, say you do all the precautions and then say something does happen where you test positive mm-hmm. or something, whatever. It's like, I was told not even just from my parents, but from everyone, just like the world would end if that happens. And I yeah. think like it needs to be said more and more that not only is it okay and like you're not, you know, tainted in any way, but like no. there is a path forward no matter what right it is it's just like i that to me was like such a mind fuck because i'm like here i am being like such a horny overthinking little guy and just like all i want to do is get my rocks off and then felt like i was in a prison of my own making
3: yeah because it's like okay well i really want to like get off and do stuff with people but then if i do like i'm going to get hiv like that's how your brain's connecting it that's why we have to continue to push back on the language commonly used on all the apps like i'm clean you yeah. know, like because it's like having an STI isn't dirty, like ha- getting STIs is common, um, although you should do take precautions to prevent yourself from getting them. Although many of them are are curable, we have things to treat them. And when it comes to HIV, uh, it's no longer a death sentence. It's not something that e- if it does happen, I mean, we there are resources to help you and you can live as long and healthy of a life as someone who doesn't have HIV
2: nowadays. Someone once told me that really was like a nice message is like, we so often people talk about like getting a virus, getting sick, getting a cold, whatever it is. And like, but there's the stigma with the sexually transmitted ones. It's like, it's actually everyone's just a human. We're all just like Petri dishes. Yes. And so, it's the like, same thing it's the same fucking thing if you just like you know go to a doctor for your sinus infection and then you know if you right. get something sexually it's like wait a minute why are we like feeling so fucking horrible about one more like if you get into sinus infection does that mean you're a whore that's gonna burn in hell
3: yeah no
2: nope. nar pipes <laughs> i i do want to ask you something that one of the things i'm such a fan of of you sharing your journey is your hair surgery oh yes you look great can i say Thank that you, you Thank look you so much. good i really my, appreciate it. my biggest insecurity is also and i've talked about it a lot is is the hair stuff and you yeah. did it uh, for did anyone it. who doesn't know you got the what do you call the, the um thing you got
3: um so either i mean it's commonly known as hair just a hair transplant or hair restoration is is very commonly used so
2: basically you went you had to like they trimmed your hair down all the way then they basically put was it hairs from the back into the front
3: yeah and so there's two ways currently that that can be done like the old-fashioned way was they would cut a slab of your skin from the back and sew it up and then take the hairs from that but i didn't want a scar (laughs) and so they it took this was an all-day procedure they from the back of my head took the hairs one by one and then like divvied them up so they could like the donor hairs, and then they like poked holes in the front of my head, and then placed the hairs in.
2: Go off, and you yeah. also posted it, it. You posted how much it cost on TikTok. You posted like the whole. It, I just I love yeah. the I love that. Um, I'm a person that thinks that money should not be weird to talk about, and just the transparency is is key. So it was. Can you? How much was it again? Like, $1? so I got two thousand
3: graphs which was approximately twelve thousand dollars. Which, as it is, like that's a big number even for yeah. me. Um, The only reason I decided to go through with this because one, I've been planning for a while and did a consultation, um, and two, they are working with me to do like monthly payments, so it's not something I had to pay all up front. And uh, same thing, my hairline, especially as someone, I think like hair became one of my identifiers because I like Mm. I styled it for a long time, but then as I was losing it, I just wanted to like put a hat on all the time and cover up and never go in water or Mm -hmm. wind, you know. And so Triggered, triggered the moment that I had the financial capability to make those monthly payments i
2: was like let's do it and so now that you're like a few months out do you are you happy you did it
3: yeah so um for anyone listening i got it done in march and so it's july right now uh this is the time where i'll start seeing hairs grow and i am they're pretty you can't really see them on camera but if they just continue to grow as they are um i think it's going to look great and i'm
2: really happy oh i i I. one day i'm gonna be just like you and i'm gonna get my hair transplanted.
3: yes <laughs> i think we're definitely in a time where like cosmetic surgeries are so much more common or less stigmatized i mean especially because like we have all those shows where people like yeah you know getting botched or whatnot and so it's like i think if you have the financial capability to do it or anything else like go for it if it makes you feel better about yourself oh my
2: god yeah go for it i'm so we just like matt and i want to buy a house we want to have a baby and it's like like looking down that barrel is so devastating and like like i envision myself being filthy fucking rich in the most um ethical way like i i'm I'm, yeah. I'm not gonna do crimes i'm going to maybe well,
3: maybe a little crimes
2: a little crime <laughs> just and maybe a, <laughs> a huge state farm campaign but like i yes i think that i want to get this surgery done because i my biggest fear is being one of those people that walk around and then other people like just shave your fucking head who yeah who has not told you to shave your head like right. i do not want to become that statistic well it's even i
3: think at least for me, I mean, I can kind of, I can kind of sympathize with those people. Cause it's like, you're hanging on to yeah. your hair, you know? And it's like, when you, when you go fully bald, even for those people that have like a few strands, you know, mm. it's just like, when you do that and it's like a shiny bald head i think it's a it's just devastating
2: oh my god i i literally have had like nightmares about like the moment i'm sitting in the chair and they have and they shave the whole thing and i'm just like mascara is running down my face oh (laughs) no i definitely i empathize with you
3: though i mean i've just it was such a a insecurity of mine for a long time but also in the same vein like if you are bald and you can't get a hand hair transplant like the the units and the the toupees if you will like are so much better now they look real like those are all over my tiktok which is me too talked about hair transplant and stuff but they They look amazing
2: they look really good i do feel a little like i wonder like maintenance and like it's but they do i mean they do look really good i i also i need you to tell me right now that if i were to shave my head would i still look okay
3: i mean i think you have a head shape for it yeah I'm trying well, because you have a hat on. I mean, I'm just trying to I'm trying to visualize. I mean, I think you have a good head shape for it. Do you have like is it really bony up here? Cause mine is. Wait, what what is a like, bony? I mean, have you ever had really short hair before? Um like when I shave my head, I look like they're like where it peaks at, I look like a cone head. Really? Like, oh no, like, I, like, I can I see the a, bone. I don't think so I then have yeah, one. I think is. I'm that's more worried my about my big, my
2: big features no
3: i think you look great what are you talking about
2: i literally have i have a podcast now just to fish for compliments with every guest thank you for doing that for me you're welcome
3: and <laughs> i mean i'm one person my friends will tell you like when you ask my opinion i tell you oh i can gonna-
2: tell caleb the second your face studied my fucking head shape i was like <laughs> not the right person not the right <laughs> you're like oh no he's gonna read me <laughs> i know he's like take your hat off i'm like I- that's okay um no i actually love that about you because you you give a very honest reaction
3: yeah I mean, I just like and I think that comes from one of my grandmas, actually, because she is she is a country girl. She like it's her way or the highway. She'll beat your ass kind of thing. And yeah, she helped raise me. And she's I'm like, sometimes I have no filter. And I'm like, I'm sorry.
2: No, I love that. I I think that's probably why you've become such a star you are. Well, thank you. Stick into your gosh darn truths. Yes. I have to ask you, speaking of these truths, another Mm. podcast question. Oh, yes. Caleb, if the world was ending. You could only save one character, actress. Who would you save?
3: Oh, my gosh. This one was so much harder to think about. But I think when I found who it was, I was like, that makes so much sense. Um, I would save Charlize Theron.
2: Oh, my God. Caleb, you are breaking ground. No one said that.
3: She just has always just done it for me. And I think it's because she's a strong woman. And I think every character she does, that probably plays into it. But, um, did you she see actually, the movie
2: that she did, was it called um Young Adult, where she, like, goes back to her, like, no. childhood home, and she, like, she, because when you said Charlize Theron, there's so many people that come on that are always, like, really nervous about what does it mean to be a character actress, and when you look yeah. at her, she's, like, a fucking statuesque, like, Dior she's campaign. gorgeous, oh gorgeous. my god, her perfume ads. Uh, yes but she's done i mean uh, pardon of the expression but she's uglied herself up for many a role and i mm-hmm. would say absolutely a character actress and w- so what what's what was your charlie's Theron entry
3: well because when i thought about it i was like every movie she's in i like want to see i don't mm-hmm. know there's just something so interesting about her and in my like thinking of this question i found out she was in one of my favorite childhood movies uh mighty joe young so it's pretty much like the King Kong of Disney. Yeah, like there's yeah, a giant yeah. ape. Yeah. And so she's the one that like takes care of him before he gets taken to the big city. I think and, like, I
2: saw that when I was a child.
3: Yeah. And I didn't realize until like thinking about this question and picking her that she was in that. So I, I've loved her ever since I was little, but yeah, when it sort of resurged for me was, um, one that sticks out is like the snow white and the Huntsman movies, yes. which were really dark. And she was the queen and yes. like sucked the life out of people. Like, I mean, i would say most gay men love like a good feminine villain you know oh and god, she just yes. oh she's so good at it
2: do you okay tough question do you think she's a villain in real life i hope not
3: so i feel i feel if i'm saving her at the end of the world like i think it's because one i i think she would protect me <laughs>
2: because can you imagine you're like on an island with her the world's ended and you chose to save her and she's such a fucking bitch to you oh god <laughs> like
3: complains the whole time or something yeah, yeah. <laughs>
2: And then yeah, never mind. I was like, what and then what if she's homophobic? Which there's no chance she is. Um, I think that it's a great answer. And I bet you that she's the type of person that like is so much fun to get brunch with. But if you get on her bad side, you're done for. I Toast. know.
3: And I think that's maybe why I see it too, because I'm kind of the same way. Like, I'm a people person, but like as soon as you get on my bad side and like you lose my trust. Yes. it's over
2: so listen so you are a very optimistic positive uh like bright person but on the other side of it if you're wronged you will fuck a bitch up i'm a gemini okay caleb i love this the, i loved the dark side twin nests of it all <laughs> so caleb what is something that someone could do to you that would um make you turn on them like what's the, like the biggest thing that is gonna make you not want to be a part of their life Ooh,
3: a very i guess a more vague answer would be like intentionally disrespect me. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Like
3: trying to bring me down intentionally, which I think that could be multiple things. But disrespect has always been something I focus on a lot. And I think that's Mm -hmm. because my grandparents helped raise me. Mm -hmm. Um and I think I got that from them. But I in in romantic partners I see that. Like I'm very much like how you treat people like I'm watching, I'm observing. If we're out to dinner and you're like talking shit to the server, like it's over
2: it is over that yeah. I, I don't know if i've ever been on a date with someone that was oh, you know I, <laughs> it's even with like friends i feel like cuz like it same thing it's i don't want to hang thing. out and with the, you. and the thing is all of my friends are are good to servers but i'd be lying if i said like there's obviously moments where anyone's like someone's having a bad day and like or like, something happens or like whatever like the server barometer is a very good uh, that's the i feel like that should be our advice like to our future grandchildren yeah Whenever you go on a date with someone at least go to a restaurant within the first two or three dates so you can see how they talk to the server
3: yeah i that's something i look for immediately and i also that's why i'll let them kind of like order too because i want to know like because some people that intentionally see them as less than and you can hear it in how they order food too it's just And maybe it's just because I'm very observant, but
2: yeah, like, well, on the other side of it, Matt gets mad at me because he thinks I'm overly friendly to the servers. Like he's like Matt, he has trauma because he worked in a restaurant and he thinks that all the servers uh, are talking shit behind our backs, which like very well could be happening. Yeah, sure. Um, but I like sometimes like there's so many, especially like comedy people like performers that just want the validation. So if we're going to find the, the interview question and then make them crack a smile or a laugh, like, I'm going to do it, unfortunately.
3: Yeah, and I'd rather them be talking shit about me in the kitchen because I'm, like, too overly nice than, like, being a shitty person and spitting in my food, you know?
2: Yes, 100%. I do have a fantasy of, like, in a future life, or who knows in the future, that a friend of mine had gone to a restaurant, gotten the number of the server, and then after his shift, like, they, like, fucked somewhere after. And I was like, that is so hot.
3: Oh, I love that. Like, the impromptu, yeah. Yeah. I love if, if you thing.
2: were if you were not in a monogamous relationship what is one of your number one fantasies of just like are you a grocery store girl are you mm. a nude beach meet are you a steam room are you like what what what's a big fantasy
3: see i've had sex in a steam room and it's like at least in my in the steam room we were in like it was hard to breathe it was just oh, like so imagine. hot and i was like so i'm not into that i'm not very much like a public play kind of girl but i love like a good tie up and blindfold moment. Yes,
2: yes, yes. Yeah. Are you watching? Either one, like either
3: being tied or tying someone else. Averse tire. Yeah. I told you, I'm in the middle of the road. I'm kind of and it's kind of great cuz I'm I kind of give my sexual partners like the ability to be like, "Okay, what are you into?" and like we can work with that cuz I'm kind of just like
2: open to most things. Okay, the last 10 times you've had sex, what fraction of that did you top and what fraction did you bottom?
3: Oh. So it's in my current relationship. Yeah, I would say it's probably 80 top, 20
2: bottom. Go off. Yeah. Big dick top. What can I say? Um, well, I think that's one of the most brilliant ways that we can start to close this out. But before we <laughs> close out this stunning conversation, I have to ask a question I did not prep you for. Caleb Gossett, what is the best Whoopi Goldberg film?
3: <sighs> I feel like my mind immediately goes to Sister Act.
2: Thank you. Correct. Right. That is like, the answer. That is the answer. I mean, it's answer. just it's
3: even for people I would assume that aren't even Whoopi Goldberg fans like they're just such great movies and people even to this day are demanding like a sister
2: act three they are and i saw on twitter like within the past week this guy he knew his husband loved sister act two so much so for their wedding he surprised his husband with a gospel choir to sing joyful joyful from the end of sister act two oh. and they did like full choreo i I, they not. had great sex after that oh i hope so oh, I mean, he good for it. them yeah and like i think danny pellegrino posted it and then i of course like had to message the guy who did it i had to retweet i mean just a beautiful sign of love if i've ever seen one.
3: one oh uh, yeah that is wonderful that would i mean that'd be a great just to like attend that wedding too and see that that would be man you
2: imagine oh my god i'd be god snacks if they had a sun an ice cream sunday bar plus that perfect night Perfect night. I'm done for. Um, Caleb, where can people follow you? (laughs) Um, So I am on Instagram,
3: TikTok, and Twitter. It's just my name, Caleb Gossett, no spaces or anything. Um, And I will say just to plug, if anyone does have HIV questions, whether it is like, simple questions that you think may be dumb there are no dumb questions or if it's something a little bit more elaborate like helping you find services locally please feel free to dm me i respond to all dms that are hiv and sexual health focused so i'm happy to help and talk through stuff
2: god bless you caleb you are such a great person a great guest and hot as hell
3: oh thank you so much
2: Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade.
0: If you're looking for plump lips that last, you need to know about Juvederm Lip Fillers.